The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Yes, sir. We are back. We are back. It is great. It is great to be back. It feels good. The preseason starts this week. It's NBA time. You guys know me. You know the voice. You know the guy. Some may be happy. Some may be sad. I'm still here. Really real, Villarreal Terrell Furman Jr. at your service, and it is great to have my guy here as we get ready to break down the Central Division. Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Definitely excited for the start of the NBA season. I know we're not exactly there yet, but you said preseason. That's close enough. The word season is in there. So, you know, I'm excited about the NBA in general. Uh, should be fun. I know last year we both made a lot of money. Munaf did as well, but unfortunately he was having some technical difficulties, so we had to move on without him for this division preview. He'll be in all the other. Po- <laughs> Don't worry. He'll be, he'll be in all the other episodes. Don't worry about it. But he was having some technical difficulties just to explain why we're doing this between the two of us. Should be fun though. I know we're going to start out with the central division, which should be surprisingly entertaining and competitive compared to where the division stood about a week and a half ago because of some mm. trades and everything that happened. I think we're still going to pick the same team. Yeah, but maybe they, they might not win by double-digit games. So that's the form of, I guess, competitiveness that we might not have been expecting. Mm. I'll tell you what, I'm just going to say it. Before Donovan Mitchell showed up, I kind of thought Milwaukee would win by like 10-plus games. Maybe they'll win by seven now. Maybe. But either way... Uh, should be a fun division. Looking forward to it. And it's going to be fun going through this division and all the other ones. Absolutely. It's going to be a hoot. We got a whole bunch of news to break down from not just the Cavs, but all these teams. Honestly, there's some some news flying around here on in this central division. But before we do that, we got to talk about when bet and their perfect time. The perfect times for new customers to bet $100 and get $800 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24-7. So, you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, the WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. All you have to do is select Build Your Own Bet and start building a monster parlay. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Our subject, change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Babbel. Yes, Babbel, because look, this is the only thing that actually works for me to learn another language. I've taken five years of French from, what was it? It was like seventh grade in 
middle school and then i think it was like i stopped my junior year of high school whatever five years after that i took five five years five years of french don't know a word couldn't do all i could give you is a little wee wee here or wee wee there that's it can't give you nothing but babble is super easy all you need is 10 minutes that's on a commute if you ride a train if you're just taking the dog out for a walk if you are just waiting for the kids to finish brushing their teeth or whatever 10 minutes and you can complete a lesson and help learn a new language is super great their ai for their lessons is outstanding And plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start learning a new language now with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. All right, Scott. Let's go ahead and get into this division preview. Let's... Let's make this somewhat entertaining, and we'll start from worst to first. We'll go from worst to first. So if we go, well, who's projected worst all the way to first? So kicking things off for the Central Division, we have the Indiana Pacers projected with a win total of 23 and a half. Division odds, they are 301 to win the division, 22 to 1 to make or miss to make the playoffs. Well, I'll say that this Indiana team as what they could have had because the big news for them in the offseason is that they could have had DeAndre Ayton. They were very, very close. I know people can't see me right now, but like just make a little pitch with your fingers as close as it could be. And that's how close they were to getting DeAndre Ayton. And then the Sun said, nah, we're going to spend the block with him one more time and snatch them right back like T.I. did Nunu in that chain. So, what is the anticipation now for this Pacers team for you? They're going to be bad. In fact, they're probably going to be really bad. I mean, I mean, their win total is about 22 and a half. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. However, I will give them props for the moves that they made. Miles Turner is still there, so they still have a couple of other pieces to trade off. But they did get rid of Brogdon. I like Brogdon as a player. But based on the contract and honestly his health concerns, it was time to get rid of him. And they ended up trading him to Boston. I am a big fan of Matherin, who they drafted out of Arizona in the first round. I like him a lot as a player. I think he's going to be a solid pro. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready immediately. He's going to be ready to chuck up a bunch of shots. I'll tell you that much. I'm not sure how good the shots are going to be in terms of quality, but I do at least like his confidence level. I thought he was extremely talented at Arizona, and I think he's going to be a good pro. The issue is you're looking at this team, and you're looking at Carlisle and what he did with this team last year. And when I say what he did with this team, I don't mean that in a positive way because the team was awful last year. They had a decent amount of talent. Sabonis was still there for about half the season. Brogdon was still there. I know that he was banged up and Turner got hurt. They were never good at any point last year. They just started the year in a free fall, and it kind of carried over for the rest of the season. And the main issue was they didn't play any defense at all. In fact, they were basically the dream team for overs because you just blindly bet overs for either the full game or opponent team totals, and you cashed guaranteed for the final couple months. Uh, I know both of us made a killing taking overs in Pacer games. I don't see that changing at all. 
This team is going to be an over team. They're going to be giving up at least 110 basically in every game. And when they trade Turner, because Turner actually gives you some rim protection, when they trade him, their defense is going to be even worse. So I don't think they're going to win many games because they're an extremely young, unproven team that's not going to play any defense. They kind of remind me of the Houston Rockets last year, but they have even less talent. I think they're going to be really, really bad. I don't think they're getting to 20 wins. I think they're going to be losing a bunch of games. They might keep a couple games competitive, maybe shock a team or two along the way if they drop 130 in a game and they just shoot the lights out. But I got to go with the under for their wins, and I think they got no chance in hell to make the playoffs or win the division because this team, if you voluntarily give up 110 to 115, maybe even 120 in like half of your games, you're not going to win. And I think this team's going to give up a bunch of points because Carlisle, since getting to Indiana, has shown no desire to even attempt to play defense. I think they're going to be really bad, but really entertaining. You? Yeah. So, and just going over your under trend, they were the number one team last season to the first half over. So, 56-26, to just talk about your overtrend with them. They they were a complete over team. They were over in the first half. It was over in the second half. It wasn't even close in a lot of their games. It just flew over by double-digit points. Yeah, and I it's that's Rick Carlisle's teams. Like this is this is no different than what we've known Rick Carlisle to be. Like that is his teams. He literally says, you know, forget defense. We're just gonna go and we're gonna try to outscore our opponent. And that's another reason why he's trying to actively trade Miles Turner because Miles Turner is not going to go with the pace of that team. He is a more of a sit back rim defender, rim defender that can run the floor a little bit, but they're not, that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for all offense all the time. Somebody that can space the floor and be able to hit a knockdown three. If the, if somebody's in the paint, he just doesn't want people clogging up the paint because he's more than likely going to be using his guards to slash and get to the bucket as he's always done. And so I, I'm, I'm definitely going under because I don't know what the status of this team are. There's st- some trade rumors out there that the Lakers are trying to acquire Turner and Heald. However, they don't want to give up their last two remaining picks <laughs> for those two players. And so we'll see if that if that deal gets done or if another team swoops in as they always do and gets a deal done and takes a couple of those players. But after that, this roster starts to thin out a little bit. So if those two players are gone some halfway into the year or something like that, this is going to be a, a thin roster because I expect them to be getting p- picks back instead of players. Like I, whatever trade they get for Beal, not for Beal, but for Heald and for Turner, I expect it to be picks and not somebody that's going to contribute this season. So Tyrese Halliburton is going to be a fun play all year. I think that he's going to be somebody that definitely keep a watch on for his points and assist prop. But yeah, I'm on the under here. I don't think they sniff and get close to the playoffs. I think they're in the running for Victor next year in the draft. And there's no way that if this team struggles in the first half, they're not going to basically fully embrace the tank. I'm not saying that Turner's still going to be there. He should be traded. They should have traded him two, three years ago. But you mentioned some of the other guys that they could potentially trade or some of the other young, talented players they have. If you're in the second half of the year, let's just say that there's a month left. Your team has nothing to play for. Is there a chance they sit Halliburton at any point just to basically guarantee a shot at Victor? 
if he I gets think, hurt, if there's like if he has any type of nagging injury or yeah, it, that's where I see it. I don't see they sit in a healthy Halliburton, but if he's like say he's got a hamstring that's bothering him, yeah, give him then the they're going to be like, yeah, just go ahead and sit. Yeah, give him the shade treatment in Oklahoma City. He has one injury that might be somewhat serious, might not be serious, and you basically say, just take it easy for a couple of weeks, if not for the rest of the season, and we'll just uh, make sure you're healthy for next year. I think that could happen, but the point is, since Indiana is going to be a seller at the deadline, pretty much guaranteed, I don't know who they'd buy, I do think that that gives you another reason to like the under because whatever talent they have on the roster, a decent amount of it probably won't be there after three months. So I, I got to go with the under because there's no chance Turner should be on this team after the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the next team where we have Rodney Magruder's Detroit Pistons. Yes, the Detroit Pistons have a win total of 28 and a half. They are 201 to win the division, 10 to 1 to make the playoffs. This Pistons team is catching a lot of heat. Everybody, it, it seems everybody likes the Pistons after they come out the draft with both Jayden Ivey and Jalen Duran. They also add in Kimball Walker to this team. We'll see how long that lasts. Now there's Noel coming over with that Kimball Walker trade from the Knicks to the Pistons. Isaiah Livers is going to, looks like he's going to be healthy this season, so he should be adding some extra contribution to his team. They have some interesting pieces. They just made the trade recently for Bojan Bogdanovich, the worst defender in the league. So, what is the outlook for the Detroit Pistons this season, Scott? I like this team. I think that besides the fact that Ivy was, in my opinion, one of the best prospects in this past draft, Cunningham looked pretty good. I know he was awful with shooting the ball in the first month or two, and then he really picked it up after that. They you, See, you mentioned that Boyan's one of the worst defenders in the league, which is true. He got absolutely torched in that playoff series for Utah. However, he is still a very good shooter, and absolutely. I do think Detroit could have used a little bit more pop from the outside. I, I'm not sure, even sure if he's going to start. Boyan might just be a sixth man, and if that's the case, I think he's got a shot to win the sixth man of the year award because he mm-hmm. might just walk into 18 points a game. Mm-hmm. Do you think he starts? Because I think he's too bad defensively to start, but I do think he gives you so much offensive upside that he'd really be nice for a second unit. No, I think he starts. <laughs> you think he's going? I th- yeah, I think he starts. I don't think that they bring him off the bench. And even if they do, I think that if they do, they say, hey, we want this firepower coming off the bench, seeing how everything we have in his starting lineup and just the chemistry that they have in the lineup. Yeah. I would be very, very impressed if they brought him off the bench because that would be a very smart move. But I don't trust the Detroit Pistons that much to make that kind of move. I think that they kind of mess up what they had gelling and insert him in that lineup because it is Bojan and he is such a really good scorer. But I, I don't think that they put defense into the account at all. <laughs> I just brought it up because I do think that making him your sixth man would do a good job of masking all his defensive issues. That's why I brought mm-hmm. him. Yeah, no, no. And, I mean, it, it hides it, and he can come off the bench with Alec Burks, who also came over in that New York Knicks trade, who is a pretty good defender in his own right. And you could definitely hide it. I think that when you look at what the lineup will be, I'm not 100% certain where he fits in there. And, I mean, I guess you bring him in as – I don't know, your pseudo four, I guess, because you got Kate and you got Jayton who are going to start. Durant's going to be down in the middle. He's a three, or, Sadiq, he's a three or a four. It, it really. Yeah, Sadiq Bay, is, Sadiq Bay is definitely starting, so that's yeah. not changing. 
That's and why so I mentioned Boyan might yeah. come off the bench because I, I think that Bay, based on what he did last year and how he had a 50-point game and how he was phenomenal from the three-point line, he's familiar with Dwayne Casey's system. I think it's actually feasible for Boyan to come off the bench. I think he should. I think I think he should and have some Bagley at the four or even Stewart at the four I think would be pretty all right. But we'll see. It's a, I, What I like about the Pistons team is that while you may not – quote unquote, have any world beaters, anybody that at this level right now is a superstar talent, or even a lot of people that are, you know, really stardom, like in stardom mode, not even superstar, but stardom mode. But you have so many different combinations with this team that they could all end up meshing and gelling and playing well together. Like there's a lot of good young hoopers on this squad. And so do they put it all together together? For 28 and a half wins. I, I like I like the over. I think that number's too low. I I, uh, I think they get to 30. I mean, I feel like in the 20s, it's a little harsh, don't you think? I, I think it's a little harsh, but I think it's a reason that it's this low. It's just like everybody doesn't have the young team that always pans out. Like, you know, we look at what Orlando was last year. Orlando was while we everybody knew they'd be bad, they were you know, for a good portion of that season, a little significantly worse than thought they'd be. And they had some good talent. And it, I think and it a made lot of it injuries fun. as well, though. I mean, Suggs yeah. got injured, what, like two weeks into the season? Yeah, and that's that's the thing. And, you know, injuries are non-linear. You don't know what happened. I think that that may be the thing that derails the Detroit Pistons, if anything. It might be like a little bit of an injury bug, but I don't know. I, get, I guess it feels a little too easy. That's why I'm hesitant to do it. But I'll give a slight lean to the over. I think that there is a a lot of good young talent, and if they all mesh and play together and Casey brings it all together, helps players learn their role, then, yeah, they're going to be pretty decent and knock off a couple good teams. But are they the Detroit Pistons of the first half of the season or the second half of the season? Because the second half of the season was really, really good. So if you ride that momentum, then, yeah, this is a way over. But if you think that they are going to start slow like they did last year, you're not going to get to this total. I think it's going to be a mix because you mentioned how injuries are non-linear. You do have Bagley on your team. I will assume he gets hurt at some point this season. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> he gets hurt every year. But you mentioned something, and the main reason why I do like this team. This team has underrated depth. And the fact that they have Sadiq Bay and they have Boyan, they have mm-hmm. a couple big men that they could rotate. They can honestly go bench. 10 deep. That's what they I'm can saying. Honestly, go tendy. They have options, and I think that if Bagley hypothetically would get hurt, I think they could potentially overcome that. And I think they could give teams problems. And Detroit might be favored in some games. They should be because there's a lot of really bad teams in the league going for Victor. But at least I want to point out that I think Detroit could be a team that wins a couple games as an underdog because I do mm-hmm. think with the amount of depth they have. They can be a bad matchup for some teams. And I do think that with Detroit's overall guard play, assuming Ivy doesn't look totally lost in his rookie season, if Ivy looks somewhat comfortable, even on defense, like let's just say his offensive game is a little bit slow to develop, but his defensive game starts off extremely solid. There's still a very good backcourt with him and Cade complementing each other nicely. I do think this Detroit team has talent. I think that they have depth. And that's usually what I'm looking for if I want a team to not be totally awful. I think this team, if you want to talk about their expectations or their ceiling, I think mm-hmm. their ceiling's a play-in tournament. I don't think they're going to get there. 
I think they'll probably be a couple games short. Mm-hmm. Can I see this team finishing 11th or 12th in the Eastern Conference? Sure, I could see that. But I think that 28 and a half sounds a little low because I do like what I saw from this team last year in the second half. I think 34 wins is reasonable. I'm going to go with the over. I think they could be a bad team, but not a totally awful team. Let's play a little bit of a name game and, you know, let's just stack them up to some people that probably should be finishing around where they are. So uh, just win or lose, put, stacking up this Detroit roster versus the Magic. Orlando, I think, is the trickiest one to also evaluate because it Orlando is going to come down really solely to how good Boncaro actually is. Mm-hmm. I think let's that's just, how it's going to come down. Win or lose. I think it's very close. I think I'd actually lean to Detroit by a hair. Detroit? Okay. I like their depth a little bit more than Orlando's, but I know when we get into that division, we're both going to take the over on Orlando. I, we think Orlando's yeah. going to be a pretty decent team. Yeah, no, I just want to think. I, just I think Detroit will be a little bit better because okay. Orlando is still in full rebuild mode and they're kind of just starting to climb out of it. At least Detroit has one year with their star player or their future star player, and they could potentially develop from there. But I like the fact that Detroit made some trades for some win-now guys like a Boyan, et cetera. Orlando hasn't really done that. They mm-hmm. kind of just let a bunch of young guys run wild and see what sticks. So right, I think Detroit quick, will probably rapid fire. Real quick, rapid fire. Detroit, Indiana. Detroit. Or Indiana is going to be the one of the worst teams. Detroit, Washington. I am really low on that Washington team. I got, right. I'm going to go with Detroit. In my Detroit, opinion. New York, Knicks. I'm going with the Knicks. Just because okay. I'm a Nets fan doesn't okay. mean I, I think the Knicks are going to be awful. I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Last one, Detroit, Houston. Detroit. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. So it sounds like, a you know, they potentially could beat up on the small teams, get killed by the good teams. And I thought you were setting me the up middle. there with the Knicks question. But no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm no, taking the Knicks. I'm, I'm not going to. No, uh, no, no. I'm literally, I literally just wanted to rapid fire, get a good idea for, hey, if they hit this win total, they're going to have to beat these bad teams. Like, yeah. they're going to have to win those games. I think the Knicks, they'll finish ahead of them. All right. Let's, before we get to the next team in the division, got to talk about no house advantage. They're changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform. You can play in pick contests versus other people to, for a shot at winning $250,000. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player prop, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard. Look, 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks, bet on up to five player props in different matchups over-unders, all over major sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. Promoguide.us is the best place to go for plus EV betting strategies. They have huge cash bonuses for all the major sportsbook, and they got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. If you're not already using mathematical models to help with your picks, then you're you're missing out. This is this is big. This is huge. It's definitely great to have Promo Guy on your team because they are passionate sports fans just like us. Go to promoguy.us to get their 100% track transparent and proven method for betting smarter. So check out promoguy.us. We're also brought to you by Oddstrader, the best place to compare odds from all the major sports books. It's super great. All you have to do is just go there. They have everything, promotions. They have odds boosts, all that stuff. They have player stats, key game stats, 
entry reports, project the game day weather, even a bet tracker to track all your bets. You have everything you need. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. That's oddstrader, the number one site for your game day bets. All right, let's keep it rolling in the Central Division. Working our way up, we have the Chicago Bulls. 43 and a half wins, plus 650 on the division odds, minus 150 to make the playoffs. I was down on the Chicago team last year, and I was wrong, but I was also right. There were aspects which you were right about the entire yes. season. Yes. And I will say that while I am not high on this team at all, I'm not in the gutter basement. I think this is going to be a close win total. I think this is going to come very, very close. Ultimately, my thing is, without Lonzo, I don't like this Bulls team at all. I don't like them. They are probably going to be an, an auto-fade category until DeMar DeRozan can show me that he can put on another MVP campaign like he did last year. Because when he wasn't on like that, this, this Bulls team was just an easy fade. Like, we were making jokes that they could not beat anybody that was a top seven seed in the in the NBA. Like, anytime they played a top seven team in the NBA, they lost that game, and they lost that game decidedly. But I, I do admit that Lonzo being out really, really hurt this team. Unfortunately, Lonzo is going through knee surgery right now. That's the big news. Lonzo's going through knee surgery. They don't know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. So it just looks like deja vu all over again. And is DeMar going to be able to live up to what he did last year? I don't know. And for that uncertainty, I'm going to be under on his win total. And I think that they're going to be a pretty decent team and fully healthy. I think that they will actually upset some people. But it's it Lonzo is too uncertain for me. If I'm getting a healthy Lonzo, then I'm on the over, but not knowing what Lonzo is going to be, how healthy is going to be. If he even starts the season. Yeah. I'm going under on this Bulls team. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm going with the under as well. I think if you want to, I can't really say it's a hot take because their odds to make the playoffs are minus minus one fifty. I think they got a decent shot to miss. And <laughs> I think Lonzo was such a key piece for the team early on because of the defense and the fact that DeRozan, no matter how good he is, he'll never be a good defensive player. Mm -hmm. And Levine will never be a good defensive player. And Vucevic is not a great defensive center either. Caruso's a great defensive player. The issue is he gets hurt all the time. And offensively, you know, he has a different skill set, which he excels in. But I feel like Lonzo was the perfect point guard for this team because he was a guy who could shoot off ball from the mm -hmm. outside, or at least he looked like it, with Chicago last year, and he played great defense. And I feel like he covered up a lot of defensive holes for this team. And the fact uh -huh. that his knee is still not right and that he needs surgery again, there's no guarantee he's even going to be fully, fully healthy once he rehabs the current knee issue because that just happened. He just had surgery and it didn't take. And he had another. He needed another one. I just don't think this team plays good enough defense. And DeRozan was going nuclear for about two months. He was putting up numbers that like Will Chamberlain had in terms of consecutive X point games with like 50 plus percent shooting. It was incredible what he was doing. And then, you know, he couldn't sustain it and the Bulls struggled down the stretch. But the Bulls, I don't think are good enough defensively, especially with Alonzo being out. 
I like that they did manage to beat the Bull- the Bucks in one game. They won game two of that series. The issue was after they won game two, they got absolutely smacked and uh-huh. they got killed the rest of the series. I just don't think Chicago's that good. And Billy Donovan is a coach that a lot of people like because he's made the playoffs with a couple different organizations. I'm still not sure if he's actually a good coach or not. Mm-hmm. I feel like he gets out coached all the time in game, but his team still managed to make the playoffs. He had the Oklahoma City run there. They lost in seven to Houston in the bubble. Lost last year to Milwaukee. No one expected them to beat Milwaukee, so I guess that's excusable. But the point is, I'm not sure how good of a coach he actually is. I'm going with the under because I think Alonzo was really one of the most important pieces of that team mm-hmm. because he's the perfect blend of an unselfish point guard surrounded by wings he's who like to general. shoot. He's their floor general. He's the floor general, and he also guards the best player. And I okay. think without him being there, it's going to hurt a lot. 43 and a half, I think, is a pretty large total for a team with this much injury uncertainty. So he's out for sure first game, first five games of the season, and they're saying that this stretch could is more than likely going to stretch out to longer. That's just when he can be reevaluated after the first five games. Yeah, and Levine's also had injury issues in the past. There's no guarantee he stays healthy, but I'm going to go first with the five under. Game, yeah, first five games. Heat on the road, Wizards on the road, at home to Cleveland, at home to the Celtics, Pacers at home. They should beat the Pacers, but the point is they should start 0-4. Yeah. I think they'll lose to Washington on the road. Yeah, I, I'm, and I think the Cavs come in there and beat them too. We'll talk about the Cavs in just a minute. I, I, I'm in complete auto fade of this team until Lonzo comes back, until they show me otherwise. But even if he comes back, he's had so many. He's had a couple knee surgeries. You got to ease him in, right? He's not going to mm-hmm. play many. He's minutes not. Yeah, he's not going to be. It's not going to be low. It's going to be a, a healthy bit of load management mm-hmm. for Lonzo for over the course of the entire season, not just when he comes back. And that's ultimately why I'm going under here because those games without Lonzo, I think they add up. I really think they do. And so Miami minus six is the line to start the season. Just lay to six with Miami. I don't trust this team at all without Lonzo Ball. All right. Let's and that line that line was five earlier. Now it's at six. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's move on to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have the big splash trade of recent. Win total set at 47 and a half, plus 275 to win the division, minus 270 to make the playoffs. Coming off of a year where they got knocked out in the play-in, now they turn it around, bring in Donovan Mitchell, keep their core players of Darius Garland, of uh, Evan Mobley, of Jared Allen. You know, So now Donovan gets to come and add to that team I'll say this. I was I was heavy on the Cavs last year. I like the Cavs this year. I think you I have think to, that right? they're yeah, I think that they added to the backcourt, which was an issue all season, because not only just because of injury, but you know, they just didn't have too strong of death back there. And, you know, when you're dependent on Karis Levert as your six man, that's uh, a little, a little tough right there, you know. Not the most basketball IQ guy at all the time. But he he's also started terrific. a couple games last yeah. year, which was extremely rough. Yeah, but, you know, he's a gifted scorer. And that's ultimately what they needed from somebody in that starting lineup that can be a gifted scorer that could go out there and help them be able to close games. And Donovan Mitchell can help in that category. He's not going to help on the defensive side of the ball at all. You don't need so, him to, though. 
Yeah, you don't because you have the twin towers in the back that are just coming in. And the only thing that disappoints me of this team is now instead of starting three seven-footers this year, they're going to be starting two. So, you know, back down, you know, regression closer to the mean of seven-footers. Damn seven shame footers. about marketing. Damn shame. Yeah, I know. That was that was the only sad part of the trade. But, you know, closer again, closer to the mean of seven-footers on a team. Now they're starting just two instead of three. And it was fun while it lasted. However, really, really good team covering the first half last year. Coach was in coach of the year category for about a good mm, at least half the year. Yeah. Yeah. Look, whatever, whatever fraction is right above half six tenths, whatever you want to say that that's about a, a good point where how long he was in coach of the year discussion. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm riding, I'm riding the Cavs. I think the Cavs are going to be a good team. I ultimately, I thought they were a pretty good team before the trade. I thought that, you know, another year under their belt, another year of experience and playing experience for a lot of those guys was really going to come in. I think Mobley is the truth. And this next year is going to be another good leap for him. Jared Allen's going to do what he's going to do. Darius Garland took a huge leap last year. And I think he continues to keep going. And Donovan's just going to add to all that. This team could be really, really fun. Like this could be a really, really fun Cavs team. What are you? What are you looking at? Oh, so first of all, uh, six tenths is just three fifths. Just want to throw that out there. So. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. But I just wanted to start there. So starting off with the actual Cavs breakdown, the story of this team is really going to come down to, in my opinion, what happened last year, which is how will the team respond if or when. Mobley and Dash or Jared Allen get hurt because I really like Jared Allen as a Nets fan. I watched him play as he was becoming a an all-star center and he got hurt all the time and he got hurt last year and that was really when the Cavs season started to fall apart. He got hurt and they just couldn't overcome it. Mobley missed some time as well. I'm not sure if that's going to continue or if that was just a fluke, but the point is keep an eye on them. The thing is, Mitchell is a good enough offensive player, obviously, to potentially help the Cavaliers win some games that they have no business winning because he can go for 40. And I do think that since he's an elite scorer, he's going to give them a big boost no matter how you slice it. I think that's why they made the move. That's why they paid him. That's why it's going to work out. But I do have to acknowledge if Allen or Mobley get hurt, they might still have problems because of how Mm -hmm. talented those two players are. And Allen was, in my opinion, the main one because he was an all-star, and when he got hurt, that's really when everything hit the fan. But with the actual win total here of 47.5, I do think they'll go over. But I'm telling you right now, if Allen gets hurt in the first month of the season, they're going to have problems. I feel better, honestly, about laying the juice on their playoff odds they're minus 270 to make mm-hmm. the playoffs. This team better make the playoffs. I'm just saying. This team, if you look at their roster on paper, with the starting lineup, with the actual depth, with the youth as well, this team should win somewhere in the mid-40s to 50s in wins. Mm-hmm. So 47.5 does seem kind of right, but I am curious how inflated the win total is now that Mitchell's there. Mm-hmm. Maybe warranted, maybe not. I'm kind of torn on this win total, but I do really like their playoff odds. I think 270 is one of those rare moments where it's a lot of juice, but it should probably be closer to minus 400. I think minus 270 is actually a steal. 
You. Uh, like, can you name X amount of teams that are better than the Cavs in the East? Because I can. I think the Cavs are arguably a top four team in the Eastern Conference. And the idea that they're going to be missing the playoffs, 270 sounds extremely just valuable in my eyes. I think that should be yeah. closer to four, minus 400, minus 500. Yeah, I think 270 says that there's a potential that they're in the play-in, and that's why there's, you know, a little bit less there. Do you think that's Because it's the not play-in? just a... It's not just a um it's not just top eight get in. It's like, oh well, you gotta play in. So I think they're saying that there's a possibility they could finish around seven, eight. I think that they're I think they're cemented in the top six. So I think two seventy is a pretty decent price. I'm not gonna lay it individually, but just I would saying, parlay that's not it. Bad. I would par I would parlay it with, you know, a couple other teams and get a really, you know, like a make the playoffs parlay going on. I would definitely do that. And for that win total, it was 42 and a half. And then Donovan Mitchell accounted for five more games. Do you think he's actually worth five more games? Mm, probably not. But I think that that win total of 42 and a half was too low to begin with. They should win so, 50 realistically in my eyes. I think that they're right around 50, maybe, maybe not 50, but I think they're probably at like 49, 48. The point is it should be somewhat close to this. Yeah. That's the, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close one for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, I really wish I could just give you an over under, I guess I'll lean to the over. There's no chance I'd ever play that number. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not afraid to lay 270 because I'm assuming we're in agreement based on the breakdown and our, how low we are on Chicago. We're picking Cleveland to finish second in the division, right? Yep. There's already three teams in the East that are lower than them in the standings. Mm-hmm. So the odds of them missing the play-in are high because we have three teams in their division worse. So yeah. they should finish top six. Yeah. So I'll actually lay the 270. They should make the playoffs. All right. Final team. No surprise. The Milwaukee Bucks leading the division 52 and a half on the win total. Minus 240 to win the division. Minus 3,000 to make the playoffs. The Bucks going to buck until they don't buck no more. I mean, <laughs> the Bucks going to buck until they don't buck no more. This team is always in contention for the number one seed. They're always a really, really good regular season team. The only thing that ever slows them down is injury because when Giannis, when Drew – when Chris are all in the lineup, they are damn near unbeatable during the regular season. Like there, I don't remember what that record is, but it's something insane when all three of them are in the lineup playing. Over 52 and a half. Like this is this is just I'm I'm just gonna trust the Bucks. This is a high win total. I'm just gonna trust the Bucks. The Bucks are almost always and unless an injury, because injury, injury written season last year that they did where there was injuries with Giannis, injuries with Chris Middleton, injuries with Drew Holiday, they still won 51 games. Middleton missed a bunch of time. Yeah. So 51 games in contention for a one seed through an injury written season. If they're healthy, they're going to be really, really good. I'll bank on that more than not. Give me over 52 and a half. So I got to like the over. And it's going to sound like rinse and repeat because I said this during the Eastern Conference win total preview with Munaf. But last year, the Bucks won 51 games. Giannis missed 15 games. Middleton missed 16 games. Drew Holiday missed 15 games. So each of their big three members missed 15 plus games, and they still won 51 games. I'm going mm-hmm. with the over. 
Because if Giannis plays 75, they're going to win 55 games. I mean, there's really no other way around it. He's the best player in the league. It's really not even close, in my opinion. And Middleton is a very underrated and kind of disrespected Robin. I don't know if he needs to be Robin, though, because you can make an argument Drew Holiday's better than him. But the point is they have three really solid players, two very solid complementary options to Giannis. And even though we don't like their bench, and even though there are some flaws with the overall roster, Giannis is so good that if he just doesn't miss more than 10 games, they're going to walk into 55 because Giannis will put up an absurd 30, 12, and 6. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. He's just going to put up whatever numbers he wants. But when you have that many quality players miss that much time and you still win 51, I'm taking the over. They should win, once again, 55 minimum. I think they'll probably win 60. I think this mm-hmm. team, if everyone stays somewhat healthy, and let's just say that Giannis and Middleton and Holiday, knock on wood, each play 70-plus games, this team's going to win 60. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the over. I think they'll be the one seed in the Eastern Conference. I think that they're going to run through teams. Yeah, I'm I'm projecting them for one seed as well. So You think 60 is too high? Because I feel like, they could finish maybe no, like I think 58, they're 60, but I think no, 60 is reasonable. I mean, I want to – let me just go make sure I don't put my foot in the mouth. I feel like they're always damn near a 60-win 60, 60 team, if not already there. Uh, there was a shortened year a couple of years ago, so you can't really tell, but they probably would have been short that year. Let me see. Hold on. I can pull it up right here. Yeah, yeah, that 72-win season uh, – that 72 game season. So yeah, you and that was which season was that? Yeah, so that they were 46 and 26 that season. They wouldn't have gotten there, but the point is for but most years after that 56 close. 56 17 16 22. Yeah. So, so I, I said mean, around 56 15 yeah, 16 the past or whatever. Out of the of those 3 years, even if you add those 10 extra games, you can still say that they're somewhere close to a mid 50 win team probably. Yeah. Like like yeah, like yeah, somewhere in the fifties, and even if you add those ten extra games, like they probably go what seven and three, eight and two, something like that in a stretch. So, I, I I just trust this team. They're good. They've gotten deeper. You know, added drafted Bochamp in the draft. I think he's going to make an impact and help make them deeper. You think he immediately plays, or do you think he potentially needs a year to earn the trust of the coaching staff? Because I don't. I'm no. trying to think if I've seen. I think by the end of the season, he has a defined role in this team. I'm trying to think if Budenholzer actually plays young guys a decent amount, and I'm not sure if he does. Nawara got a decent amount of minutes last year, so I guess there is some room for Bochamp. We'll see. I think he's a very talented player. At least when it comes to scoring, we'll we'll see yeah, what his role is. But you know, we'll find out. Definitely bring in. Uh, I'm pretty sure that did they not bring in? Uh, no, they didn't. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Either way, they they still have like a pretty solid roster, fully healthy. That there's now they're starting to build a little bit of more depth in that team. That was my biggest issue with them was the depth last year. So yeah. All right. That's enough of this Bucks team. Yeah, they're making the playoffs. They're probably going to win the division, <laughs> but I'm not picking I, them to not win the division. Yeah, I w- I would just more take flyer. Like I would take a flyer on the Cavs and still pick the Bucks to win the division. Um, I don't think right. the Bulls have a shot to win this division. So I don't think they're, I don't think they're good enough to be better than. And it would have to be a completely injury written season for the Bucks for the Bulls to finish ahead of them, in my opinion. Yeah, so I see a two team race if that and heavy heavy quotes on the race 
because I think it might be one and a half. You're basically taking Cleveland, assuming if Giannis gets hurt, then the Cleveland can do enough to overtake them. But I think yeah. realistically, Milwaukee's going to win by probably five plus games. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Elias game plan app where you can get everything you need to have a leg up in your fantasy leagues and your betting. Or if you just want to talk highlights in the barbershop or anything like that, Elias game plan app gives you everything you need made by Elias sports bureau, official statisticians of the U S pro sports leagues. They have everything league validated team and player news stats. They have head to head comparisons. They have expert game analysis, Elias game plan has new features like their chat function where you can talk directly to their researchers. Everything you need. Elevate your NFL season today. Download the Elias game plan app. E-L-I-A-S. Elias. And right now we have a special offer for you. Get 15% off your annual subscription. when you use promo code SGPN1515. SGPN15 is the promo code. Find Elias game plan app on the App Store or the Google Play Store. We're also brought to you by FUBU TV. FUBU gives you complete coverage of college and pro with NFL Red Zone and games at 4K at no extra charge. Hundreds of channels, no contract, no commitment. Cancel at any time. Try FUBU TV for free, seven days, and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com, says SGP. That's FUBUTV.com, F-U-B-O-T-V.com, slash SGP. All right, Scott, let's go ahead and throw out a best bet for this division before we get up out of here. I have a couple choices, but I am going to go to all reliable here. I'm going to go with the Bucks over. Mm -hmm. I think this number's too low. I get the idea of trying to anticipate teams and to, uh, let's just say, underachieve and to expect teams to fall back down to earth. In what world is this team falling back down to earth unless half the team gets hurt? This team, when healthy, is a well-oiled machine in the regular mm -hmm. season. And if you want to talk about the underdog and favorite role over the course of an 82-game season, when the hell would Milwaukee ever be underdogs to anybody besides on the road against some other elite teams? They're going to be favored in what, like 70-plus games of the season? Like, I, I don't mm -hmm. know how many teams, unless they start resting, guys, I don't know how many teams would be favored against them. I think yeah. Milwaukee, when healthy, would just walk into 60 wins, basically. I'm going with the over for Milwaukee. I wanted to make a case for the under in Indiana, but maybe offensively they can outscore teams and shock somebody. So I think they could maybe find a way to make that a bit of a sweat. If Milwaukee stays healthy, that will not be a sweat. They will win 55-plus games. Give me the bucks over. All right. I will go with – give me – I'll give it kind of a two-parter. You can play them together. You can play them separately. You can play one of the others, whatever. Mine is Chicago under 43-and-a-half and a missed playoffs because without Lonzo Ball – and I say without because they're not going to have him begin the season. He's probably going to be on some type of rehab, pitch count, rehab, yeah. some load management schedule where he's going to miss games throughout the course of the season. And there's a potential that this could be absolutely worse than we think. And he misses ex extended period of time during the season. I like DeMar. I am a fan of DeMar. I think DeMar has a very good game. I don't think he has the year he had that last year. And plus, no Lonzo Ball, 
plus DeMar having basically an MVP season for a good portion of the year in spurts, but a good portion of the year had an MVP season. They only won 46 games. I'm going under 43 and a half. I think the rest of the East has caught up and I think they've taken a a backspin and I'll also play them to miss the division at plus money as well. So. That was going to be my dog. I was going to just take him to miss the playoffs. I wasn't sure if we were doing dogs or not. Cause no, nah, I didn't, but yeah, no, we yeah, could throw it in. That could be a best money play. It would be the bulls to miss the playoffs. I think they're a playing team at best and I'm not sure they're good enough to get out of the plane. Yeah. All right, Scott, anything else for people before we get about here? Not really. It was fun. Uh, I know that it wasn't exactly a shock. We took Milwaukee to win the division. I'm sure some of the other divisions will take a flyer on for some teams, but still, was fun, and I'm looking forward to go th- going through the other divisions over the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. That was great. That was fun, people. Look, the NBA is on the way back. We are building. We're building. We're building. We're building. We're almost there. More division previews coming this week. Can't wait for all of you all to listen and to get back into the flow of things. He's at Russia Radio. Matt really wrote underscore underscore. Make sure you follow us at SGPNBA on twitter make sure you follow everybody in the network and tap in with all the podcasts if you're not subscribed to the nba gambling podcast make sure you do that for sure and tap into the nfl gambling podcast me moon off scott we're all up there as well you're getting all your favorites talking nfl as well college football college basketball over the college experience tennis Man, we have it all. We have everything. Make sure you go through the entire gambit. Follow, review, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. I have nothing else to do. I have nothing else, no other way to end the podcast. So I'm just ending like this. We are out of here.